and welcome along once again to the Irish Rally Podcast in association with FAC, the Simply Automatic Choice for Automation Equipment. Check out nal.ie forward slash products for more information. Well, we have a very special show lined up for you here on the Irish Rally Podcast today. And last weekend marked the 25th anniversary since the passing of one of the most popular and extremely talented drivers the country has seen in the late, great Mickey Farrell. Based on that, we felt it was imperative to mark the anniversary here on the Irish Rally Podcast. And with the blessing of Mickey's family, we've put together a show which many of his close friends have shared some really terrific memories. Um, but to begin with, I spoke to Mickey's son, Kelvin, who kindly gave an insight into the life of his great father. I'd like to be joined on the Irish Rally Podcast by Kelvin Farrell, son of the great Mickey, of course, who we're paying tribute to on this episode of the Irish Rally Podcast. Kelvin, thanks so much for coming on. No problem, Kevin. Good to speak to you. Um, I suppose, you know, I can't really imagine what maybe the last week or so has been like, and, and even the last 25 years since since your dad sadly passed away. But, like, I'm sure like, the immense pride you'd have, like, you're a son of a legend, like, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that actually sums it up. Um, look, look, I was 9, 10 when dad died, so while... I have limited memories, like good memories, but limited memories. It's just pride you have. It's meeting complete strangers who will know him down in the country. You know, it's 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 pure pride. It's not many people do it. Do what he did. So uh, yeah, you can you can only have be proud of what he did. Yeah, and he achieves an awful lot. I mean, you know, in in the short time he was with us and stuff. And I think. As we kind of will will allow to later on in the show with with Adrian and with Anthony and with Podge, you know the esteem that the man is still held in to this day, all around the country, it's unbelievable. And I know even from talking to Adrian off air or whatever, he was saying, I don't know, I can't remember exactly who he's making reference there, but there's this guy that he knows, and he could go into garages anywhere in the country and up and down different parts of the country, you'll see photos. Of Mickey, yeah. like, and yeah. that's that's to this day, you know. And, and another story, Adrian was saying, if you mention, you know, if that particular individual was asked, Where are you from? and he'd say, RD, first person he'd say, Is your dad, like, you know what I mean? You know, there was a great example there two months ago. A lad I was in a school with, like primary school, whatever, um, just sent me a message on Facebook. He happened to be up in Donegal, and you know, the guy got asked, Where are you from, RD? Cheers. You wouldn't know Mickey Fowler, would you? You know, would you would you've known him? And he goes, Oh yeah, I was I was in school with son. Wow. Well well the, the best pilot, the best pilot you'll ever you'll ever see in in, in Ireland. Uh, so uh, you know, send my regards. And that's that happens every you know, every few weeks, whatever. Emmett like Emmett, my brother is uh, is constantly on the phone to suppliers and stuff like that. Just you know, every so often, oh would you know Mickey Fowler? Would you know Mickey Fowler? It's 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 very uh it's I don't know what humbling the amount yeah. of people who, who know him around the country like just randomers you, you, you it's it's ridiculous yeah and just an interesting one you know obviously with yourself and Emmett Emmett is is working with uh, foreign furniture there which of course is still the business from all those years ago and yeah. the iconic car with chorus on it you know that still lives on in its own way to this day which is remarkable really yeah Emmett so chorus now chorus was the the brand of furniture that was being made at the time by the, the family business and uh yeah Emmett's Emmett's still in there. I'm actually I'd probably me and just one other is the only are the only grandchildren who aren't in there. But uh yeah Emmett's walking away there. Still going strong. 
Yeah, it's great to have that connection still, you know. And again, I know from his point of view, um, and not speaking on his behalf, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but that's obviously something that's going to trigger with him constantly, knowing, you know, these guys get in touch and they'll, they'll regularly, I suppose, talk about Mickey, like. Yeah, definitely. It re- really does. And that, that link with the, the, the company and the, um, and that's the thing, like, you know, it wasn't even dad's company. It, it would be his father's mm-hmm. and his uncle's company. But yet that, the, the link is there. And while they're not still the, the minty green color, it's, um, you know, like I was actually, I was only up there yesterday and there's photos of the car around the place. So, you know, it, it, there'll always be that link. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned there that the it might not be the same colour. Mm. Am I right and wrong or saying you may have been responsible for a bit of a rebrand within that? <laughs> or even the graphics for the rebrand, to be more specific and to get for, it factually correct. For Farrell's. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I do a bit of work day to day, but uh, for Farrell's. But now, would I have changed it from the Mint? I don't know. Maybe, maybe should have kept it the Mint. But, uh, you know... But that's, uh, that's what you would do uh, just to, to give the listeners did, kind of an indication I into. Today, I um, mm. I make things look pretty. Yeah, the graphic design and web design, and uh, yeah, so far I, I I always always sort of you know look back at the car and go, what would I have done different? But you know, it, it's actually what it's 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 memorable. I put it that way. Like people will always remember that car and the yeah. color of it, everything like that. So uh, maybe maybe nothing. Maybe it was perfect. It's absolutely, it's absolutely stunning in fairness, but, um, you know, I suppose let's bring it up here. That's probably the easiest thing to do now at this mm-hmm. stage and we'll have, we'll have a good look at it there. So if we, if we do look a bit closer as well, and I'm going to do a little bit of zoom in here if I can at all, where is this yep. zone? Here we go. Let's see now. There's two, <laughs> there's two bocos sitting in it anyway, but there's also two bocos here, you know, at the door and uh, this guy here in particular now, <laughs> yeah, he might be familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at the at the McKinstry hat on me, so yeah, we obviously didn't have any chorus ones. Yeah, and uh, this is Emmett here, of course. Yeah, dressed in exactly the same clothes as me for some reason. Not really yeah. sure what's going on there. Yeah, you're you're like twins, even though I think there's about four years between you, is there? Yeah, so Emmett's thirty one, and I'm almost thirty five now. So yeah, about three or four years. So yeah, so I mean, there's a lot going on in that photo actually because I don't know who. This dude is with the with the bling hanging out. Yeah, he's what's going on there. <laughs> and was it draw the motor club? I think or something. Maybe yeah. he's drawn his answer to be a brackets or something. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know if we if we want to know what draw his answer to be a brackets is. But. <laughs> yeah, but um, again, like uh, it's good to. I mean, Adrian Adrian has sent me over a heap of photos, which we will go to later on in the episode, right. and and we get to see all those and you know add a bit of color to it and everything. And Adrian actually took that photo as well. But yeah. um, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, do you know what I mean? And again, a, a fantastic memory to have. I, I hadn't seen that photo up until a couple of years ago, and it's brilliant. Uh, like, I'm sure there'll, there'll be ones you'll go through there that, you know, we have up on the wall or something like that here. But that one just, out, out of the blue, Adrian, Adrian, I'm sure you know yourself, Adrian has folders and folders of stuff that he's taken over years. And just when I seen that one, it's, it's perfect. Like, you know, dad's in the car, me and Emma are there. It's, just, it's very rare that both of us are in a photo with the rally. So it's, yeah. you know, it's a great one to have. And like, I mean, I don't want to go too personal because everyone's personal life is their personal life. But, you know, at the same time, I'm sure you're okay to share some of 
yeah. um, what, what things were like in terms of yourself and your dad and, and what yeah. you remember him best for kind of off the stages. Yeah, uh, like it's, it's strange. I, I have this image in my head of dad with the feet up on the chair watching the telly and the, these big boots that he used to just wear. That, that, that's my image of dad. If it, and if it's not dad, he's sat at the table having a debrief after a rally with Adrian and Jared McCarran. You know, usually there was someone in the house talking about the rally and just at the kitchen table. And it, it was just, in a good way, it was constant. There was just mm -hmm. characters. Characters were there. And yeah, you just associate that with, with dad as well. Like, like you know, for, for everything we say or we hear about dad, it's as much the personality as it was the, the ability which, you know, like that's almost better to hear because people just genuinely like them. And, you know, like one of the, the memories that, like look, as a eight, nine, 10 year old, try seeing the Irish rallying scene to me was, um, it was like, you know, it's, it's as big as meeting Senna or, mm -hmm. or, you know, Schumacher or anyone like that. And like, I remember the, the day of dad's wake up in the house, so I walked in and I did like this will sound awful, but like the thing that struck me was Barry Fisher was stood in our living room and like did some of the drivers that were there all because they, you know, they were good friends with dad. Like they, they mm -hmm. genuinely he genuinely was very popular and and that's the sense that we all had of him. Like that people liked him and there's a reason why people liked him. It it wasn't wasn't just the driving. Mm. Uh, when you say Barry Fisher comes in you know, an Irish rallying to you was like Senna and Schumacher. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, your your dad's in the category like that. Do you know what I mean? He definitely was absolutely. And even though you're looking at Bertie, thinking here's here's Senna or Schumacher, your your dad was was definitely in in the mix there as well. Like you know, and even though you were thinking, "Geez, who's this?" That man is 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 held in every bit as high esteem. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's ridiculous, and I I don't know if it I. It, it's very hard for me to sort of appreciate that or to, to, to grasp that. Like, like Ardy is a small town, you know, there's a couple of thousand people in it. And uh, it's, yeah, it, it almost is, it's, yeah, he's almost like a legend in the, in the town, you know, like, like strange, like he'd bring the car back to the house, you know, sometimes just parked out the front. You'd look out five minutes, like our living room would, one of our living rooms would look out onto the front. And you look at 10 minutes later, there was about 50 kids all trying to look in the bonnet or looking underneath it or something like it, it, it is. It's, it's a big, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to grasp that, that people sort of see my, my father, you know, in the, in the same light. But um, yeah, it is. It, even like just even when we were growing up, you know, I remember Emmett had Stephen Murphy's car on the on the wall, like stickers. Um, things like that like it's where we we almost didn't see that in the same light you know um because i, I don't know why it's, it's weird but like you, you you gain the appreciation after after he's gone it, it's strange mm. and that's one thing in you know doing a bit of homework for the program here i've mm. discovered is like i've heard as much about him like that's nothing to do with Arlene, mm. as as i have that is to do with Arlene. and all of it's so good and i suppose if i could describe it an unsung hero really because he would do something genuinely out of the go of his heart would never want any credit for it and would seem to hate the fact that anyone would ever find out about the fact that he'd done <laughs> something you know yeah. he just wanted to do it for 
to do something good because he was genuinely trying to help. Yeah, again, and like, uh, you know, the, the lads might touch on it later or whatever, but uh, like Adrian's been telling me stuff over the years that he would do on the on the committee that you just never hear of. You'd, you'd, you'd never hear of unless you were in that circle at the time. And even like, you know, the um, like the championship themselves have, have named an award after that, you know, and, and it, it's just, it's very rare that, that there would be an award named after someone. And they invite mm. us, they invite us to come and present it every every year, which is very very good of them. And we always, like, you know, nine times out of ten, we will be there because it's it's such an honour and such a sign of how highly he was he was regarded. You mentioned motorsport. You're obviously a big F1 fan then as well. I take it. So, yeah. who's going to win this championship? Is it a bit more open? And how about the drama the last day? I mean, you have Hamilton saying all of a sudden it's a marathon, not a sprint, and Stratton caters this the the lure of overtaking Seb, and next thing he overshoots like it was quite dramatic. Yeah. Brilliant. I, 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 I was a Schumacher fan growing up. I, I have a clip in here of Senna, Schumacher and uh, Dad on the same page of a, of a magazine. So that's a, a big thing here. But uh, so I was a Schumacher fan, Ferrari fan. So anything that Mercedes does wrong is, is, is good. And it's good. In my books. <laughs> I was kind of the same. I, I wasn't a big fan of Mika Hackman or McLaren yeah. growing up. You know, yeah. I was big, big Schumacher fan too. Um, so uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I, I personally, a lot of people aren't big Mac Verstappen fans. Um, oh, I, I kind of like what he's about to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's a character. You, you need like, like, just like what we're saying, you need characters in, in the sport, or else it's just mm. uh, you know, or, or else it's just the cars. And and with Drive to Survive as well, I think that really has brought in it, brought me back into it because I had stopped watching it to be honest mm. about it, and then I went back watching Drive to Survive and can't get enough for now. It really, it's hard. You'd be raging if you missed a race. That's sort of way. Actually, like. I think I think uh, that would be the case for Emmett from the brother. Like he would, would have watched it, but I think Drive to Survive really sort of rekindled that for him. Mm-hmm. So he's back into it now. So well done to the people on Netflix on that exactly, one. Exactly. Their, their marketing has definitely worked. Uh, Kelvin, an absolute honour to talk to you, and I mean that. And uh, thanks so much for giving us permission to go on and and, and do this, like because. You know the man the man's a legend and without the permission of the family mm-hmm. which again we would have respected absolutely if uh if you had said no look we're not comfortable with it no problem whatsoever but genuinely thanks for for letting us do this because no uh, the, man, the man's a legend you know and uh, you're a gentleman yourself no problem like it, it's it's brilliant it's it's again like you saw alluded to the, the last week or so has just been mind-blowing like uh, whatever you know every year is a bit crazy but for the 25 years just one thing or another it's just been crazy and i don't know if i want to hear the stories the lads are going to come out with <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure i'll be shocked by a few of them but i'm, I'm sure it'll be brilliant I, I can't wait to hear absolutely well listen thanks a million for joining us on the other charlie podcast all right thanks kevin gentlemen you're very welcome here on to the other charlie podcast and um all of you guys have such fond memories of mickey farrell i'll start with you adrian yeah, uh, it's 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 a hard one for me, like because I knew Michael so long. We say even before the rallying started, like obviously being been from the same town and all of that. Uh, like I I watched him, like he started out. We say competing in stock cars in Ardy from from a we say a motorsport point of view. Uh, like he used to drive. He had a big Buick. Uh, um, an American yoke, um, uh, 
5.7 litre V8 engine in it. And it, it was the pride of the stock car club. So we watched him from that. Like he, he, he went on. On then, and he he started navigating then uh, in the early, would have been into the early 80s. Um, he, his first event was navigating for Robert Moffat, where he sat in the Old Castle single stage. Um, as well as that, like he was working, he served his time as a fitter uh, with the family business. And I was also serving my time at the same time with a different company. And we used to travel together to the training center. Uh, so I was well used to his love of speed uh, long before I ever seen him competing on a rally. That's all I'll say. Um, and then he got into the rally. And then, like as I say, he started with Robert Moffat and uh, did a couple of events navigating, but wanted to get behind the wheel. He picked up a Corolla. I think it was an ex Seamus Gallagher car in about 1986 and uh, one of his first events was the uh, it w- was in Donegal uh, where, where they had an accident to block the road and uh, Tom ran back up the road to, to clear the cars uh, or to w- warn the cars what was happening and um, Michael jumped over a three foot wall with a 15 foot drop behind it and broke his ankle you'd think that would put him off rallying but no uh, and then over the years, like we saw him, the ups and downs, we say, like he had different cars, uh, some that weren't reliable in, in any form. Like he had the next Andrew Nesbitt, Richie Healy, G3 Escort, that he had 13 non finishes in a row, um, like, like that. Then he took a break for a while because I'd say that just broke his spirit. He was also in the process of setting up his garage in Cullen uh, around that time as well, and basically took a year, a year out to to to, to get that set up. Um, <coughs> before we we saw him, then he came back with the ex Frank Maher uh, three door Sierra uh, for ninety three, and it just took off. Then like it was. That was his first serious attempt at the at the rallying uh, that year, and like it just reaped huge dividends. Like by the end of the year, Michael and Anthony were the Group A champions. Uh, like Ian Greer won the championship that year, but the boys won Group A, and Michael was elected onto the rallies committee. Um, and then obviously it was the legacy after that. Uh, like that's kind of my brief overview of him. Uh, like fr- from that point of view, like we say, from the rally inside of stuff. Obviously, I lived beside him for three, just over three years of that next door to him. So I was very involved on a day to day basis from about 91 until 94. Mm-hmm. Like so- that. Yeah, plenty of plenty of memories, obviously, not just in terms of competition, but given the fact that you live so close, naturally you saw plenty of the, the human side and the person side as opposed to the competitor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he was the sort of sort of person. Like, obviously, this was a time before mobile phones, but, like, he'd, he'd get in touch with you, like, he'd ring the house or whatever and ask you to do something. And, like, you never had an option to say no. 
like when when he was asking you to do something he was telling you kind of thing but no nobody could refuse him uh like he he, he was a very helpful chap like any, anything that he could do to help people and especially if he could do it without it being known he di- he didn't want it to be like a visible thing that he was involved in mm-hmm. kind of an unsung hero in many ways then Oh yeah, and and he was very happy to to play that part. Yeah, um, be, because he was the, behind it all, the, behind all the the crack and the speed and all of that. He he was a very kind of reserved individual, mm-hmm. but still mad for fun and mad for crack, but still shy enough. Yeah, Anthony has plenty of those stories, which we'll we'll come to in a few moments' time. But uh, Podge, I'll bring you in here. Your your memories of Mickey. Uh, yeah, I first got to know him uh, through a fellow who used to navigate for him, uh, Willie Bylan. Uh, Willie suffered in the hot seat of the G3 that, that Adrian mentioned. That would have been in the early 90s. Um, he said, and Adrian yeah. would have been on ditches all over the country taking photos, and I started competing then shortly after that. Um, then I... 94 he rang me in 94 then to do Galway with John O'Brien in the group NS Cork Osbert that he had he was hiring from but is in the process of selling it to him and I was competing myself at the time with Mick Fogarty um, we would have every other rally we would we would have done in 93 we would have met Mickey and Anthony nearly every other weekend there were there were like what is a single stage, multi running the forestry rally in Nina. Uh Mickey entered it a few times for us. Um and then ninety six then I done gravel notes for them in Galway and the Circuit of Ireland with Charlie Donnelly. And there's a story there which we'll come to <laughs> later on. Yeah. It's my uh yeah, a very unassuming man. Um very yeah, mad just yeah, he was he was mad for he was very sincere, you know, a, a family man first and foremost, you know, when 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 the entourage would land into a rally like Breed and the kids were always there. Um mm-hmm. you know, he was when he was when he was serious about the rally and like he was still, you know, you never you know, like you never saw them you never didn't never saw them at, at service you know but yeah mm-hmm. that was my introduction to, to to mickey and that is quite a story which we will get to later on and we're not leaving that out anthony nestor um you have <laughs> unbelievable memories i suppose uh both navigating and obviously from you know outside of rallying too but uh as often goes these stories are intertwined generally and there's no real life outside the rally and as such it's nearly a full-time gig and uh, with that comes a lot of good stories both on a human level and from competition i suppose it's a bit like um it's a bit like the government unearthing their secret files after x amount of time that you know probably <laughs> the limitations has run out now we're safe with some of the stories i'm glad that um hodge referred to doing the gravel notes and Thankfully, named Charlie Donnelly as his, as his driver, who will pay dividends when the story is going to be told a little later. <laughs> what happened to them? Um, 
So I'm glad uh, Charlie won't be coming after me. Give it out. Uh, I suppose what I, I enjoyed from listening to Adrian because some of the stuff in his very, very early times in the view that I wouldn't have been overly familiar with that. Um, um, what struck me as I've got older and I suppose mature in life that you, you'd ask yourself, how does a humble family man, slightly reserved, end up with someone like me? It justifies all natural logic, really, when you're in the passage of time, when you actually sit down and say, Jesus, what the hell is that about? But it was very interesting, actually, how we met uh, Adrian uh, Crawley. As, uh, as, as Adrian was was, um, was the man at the time uh, uh, behind the camera in regards to Car Sport magazine and, and Motoring News and so on and so forth. And Gerald McCarran, uh, formerly of GMC Video, I think he is now with Crackin Productions and, and so on. And, uh, they were down uh, uh, working and spectating us at the uh, Rally of the Lakes in Killarney, and I was there spectating. And I actually mentioned it to Adrian that, you know, if you knew anybody that was looking for a co-driver for the, the our local rally here at Limerick, the Soccer to Munster Rally, to give me a shout. So he said he had somebody in mind, and again, there was no mobile phones in them, them years. They were just coming in, actually. And uh, what he did was he said, look, I'll give you a ring during the week. So he rang me and he said, look, does this guy, Mickey Farrell, he's had, he's done the last 10 or 12 rallies, and he's had probably more than 12 navigators. So you'll get the day out of him. Was that really something similar? You'll get the day out of him. Uh, you know, basically everyone the way before him didn't click, and, I, and that I can understand. You either click with someone or you don't. And uh, I went up to the Carlo rally on Adrian's advice just to meet this guy. And uh, I walked up to him in service, and um, I don't think things were going that well, so the timing was absolutely dire. <laughs> So I got a kind of a half a grunt, a half a hello, and a goodbye all at the same breath. And I went, Jesus, what am I <laughs> So we said we chanced it on, and I got a local man here down in, in Newport in Tipperary, Matt Leeson, another rally man. I got Matt, Matt to come in and sponsor half the entry or something it was at the time. And uh, as Luke would have it then, I, I went and looked at Mickey's results, and to be fair, he, he, the results weren't great. There was great flashes of inspiration on stages, but then the car would stop. So as Luke would have it, that was my very first year doing the seeding for the Circuit of Munster. And as uh, as the way it was back then, who you knew meant all the differences to where you ended up. So <laughs> I seated him inside the top 10 as you would, and I went, oh, God, this is going to be a great idea if we just fall to bits. So, yeah, we had a good rally, held our position all day. We got on very well. And uh, we came off. The, we, we had a, a, an accident where we spun out on the very last stage. And we blocked the road. But we got going. There was no damage or anything. We were coming off the last stage. And he wasn't overly chatty during the event. Obviously, we were still strangers. You know, we, we, we'd only met each other the previous day, really. And um, he just looked around to me and said, will you come again? And I would kind of was saying, geez, I had to get someone to sponsor half the entropy. I had just started the job, I think, with ESB as a fitter in the same trade as himself at the time. And I kind of went, do you know something? I'd love to, but she's kind of out of my league at this level. And I was quite happy just to do my local rally. And he turned around to me. And of course, the fact that this is not live, I can say this. He said, that's not what I fucking asked you. He said, 
I asked you, was it going to get? I didn't ask for the Sam and the story. <laughs> and I didn't ask you for money. I, I just asked you, would you go? It was just a simple question. So I was kind of half afraid, and I kind of, I think I said yes, so honest to myself, I, I, I was surprised. And uh, yeah, as I said, the rest was history. We just clicked, we got on, we, it just works. And it, you know, it's not, a lot of it's down to look to, you either get on with somebody you don't. Um, but yeah, we got on really well. And uh, yeah, on we went from there. Um, to Sierra, he changed that soon afterwards and went on to the, the Subaru, which, you know, I suppose only for him, I ended up in Subarus for many, many years afterwards. Uh, all the different makes and models and so on. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, so yeah, that's how I met him. A bit mm. like, like, like um, a bit like Adrian's introduction. That was my introduction to making mm-hmm. Yeah, we've lost Paul Snow momentarily, but he he'll be back with us there in a in a second. We had. Oh, I sent me a text there. He's thrown a few bob into the meat of the bad ESP. That's we have you back there, yeah. Anthony. Anthony was saying you're going to throw a few bob into the to the meter there. The electricity is running low, and that's all that's wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> Too many using the the, the internet. <laughs> all right, turn off all the playstations. Hide the controllers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I think just come back to Anthony there, like we say, talking about uh, hooking up with Michael. The, like the the main thing, I I think one of the best things about that was they had a win very early on in their partnership, and like I I remember walking down the street in Moat. It was the Midland single stage, and I think that, I I I think that that was your second. I I can't. Because I your second Sorry, tour, yeah. Yeah, it was their second or third event, and the the. The, the one at outright. And I remember Michael walking down, down the street and he, he just, he, he said, I'm the happiest man in the world today. He says, it's, it's just all starting to click. And I'd say that, that, that was a hell of a, a boost, we say, for the partnership or a hell, definitely a hell of a start. Like, well, a very, a very much an untold story. And I, I know I'd often see younger navigators coming up along and you'd see them getting into difficulty. That rally. Wasn't without its problems, I can assure you. I made a monument. Do you not remember what happened? I made a monumental cock up, and I mean a monumental one. And Michael was so elated. He was over the moon. And I went back looking through my time cards, checking and making sure everything was good. And I spotted a mistake I made where I arrived to a particular control about 10 minutes too early. We were running first car on the road. And because they were back then, they used to call you into the controls. And the person who put down the time put down the actual time as opposed to the time I wanted. And I never saw it, never got it corrected. So the error was on the time card. And talk about a course where I think I spent an hour walking around the streets and most. How am I going to tell this fella? Like, we haven't won this time. What am I going to do? You know, it's only small things in life. There was a guy. The clerk of the course was a Farrell man. Podge might know him. Lovely guy. Noel. Noel Farrell. Noel Farrell was COC. And I said, Jesus, I better go and talk to Noel Farrell here. So I went and explained to Noel. And sure enough, they had it copped as well. And they were wondering what way to handle the situation. So we looked at, I suggested that I am just going to get, this is just going to be the end of me. So I spoke mm. to 
call and he says, I said, yes, man, give me advice here. What'll I do? So between the rigs and the jigs and the reels, anyway, what was suggested was we'd look at to see how many people were affected. In other words, where would we end up with this 10 minute penalty? Yeah. So I think it was only four or five cars. We'd have ended up like fifth instead of winning the rally. So he agreed that if I spoke to the five people involved and explained what happened, if they mm -hmm. were okay with it, I was good to go and no one would know what it was. So the first man I spoke to, and I'll never forget, it was Scan Murtagh, Connie Smith's man, was the first man. Mm -hmm. And I was a nervous wreck. I was like, God, all it takes is one of these guys to say, yep. no, we don't agree. Connie would have won the rally. I think he finished second or third or second, I think. Um, so to be fair, I went to four or five of them, one by one, driver and navigator, make sure they were okay, um, got them to talk to the COC, and all was forgiven. And I think it wasn't until late that night or early the following day I put my hand up and admitted what actually had been going on behind the scenes. Because <laughs> I know people had said to me, Jesus, for a fellow that would have rally, you're very off-colour, off-colour. <laughs> Got out of me half and put down around me, told someone I was that I was in a I was in a heat black. And I, I'm not sure if Breed Emmett and Kelvin were there, but I know that silver and he was over the moon. He was just on cloud mine. And I was yep. there and I went, Oh man, this is just going to be terrible. But all's well that ends well to the and, and, and I think what it showed me early in, in the sport of rally, aside from Mickey and me, the friendship with other competitors. They didn't have to agree and let us win that rally. Right, their argument was, and it's an argument, to be fair, which probably stands to this day, the rallying has won and lost on the stage is not at the time controls. And, you know, it, it, he was the fastest man on the day, and they were happy to say, well, that's okay. Um, but I, okay. Learned, I learned a lesson in timing and accuracy and so on and so forth. At a very, very young age that I've carried with me to this day. Um, but yeah, that was my, that was our first rally win. A trophy which I hold dear, I can assure you. I still have it. It still has pride of place in the house. And uh, I smile every time I look at it, thinking to myself only for Connie Smith and the rest and Scan and a couple of more. That wouldn't be up in the wall looking down at me. So. <laughs> No, and I don't do. think we ever run again afterwards. I don't think we ever win. Did the most single stage? No, you, 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 you did it the next year, but you finished second. There was some issue with the legacy. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Like, I forget what it was, but I remember there was an issue. Hmm. And just on that, like, you know, uh, Adrian, you've kindly put together a nice selection of photos of the various cars that, you know, Mickey did part, um, you know, competing or whatever. And, uh, you kind of said whatever you know the very first win you've had together like let's go down through some of those just to just to share and Adrian, you can kind of talk us through kind of what's going on or whatever as well um where the events were etc and if there's any little attachment um to whatever we're going to be kind of referencing throughout the what we're sharing here so let me just bring this yep. up so here we go this is the calvin stages rally i think in 93 and this is the car you're talking about anthony i think as well yeah yeah that's it Right, that so it was, that, that was it. I'd say that that was one of the last rallies before Anthony sat in in the passenger seat. Like it, your first event was obviously the Circular Monster, which would have been yeah. the beginning of June. 
that year. Um, that there you are. That picture actually is in a. Actually, you, I got it from you, Adrian. That picture is up in my hallway in a 36 by 23, the lab, whatever the biggest one you can get at the time. Right. You got to remember back then, just to acknowledge, I suppose, both Adrian and Podge for their photographic endeavors. Remember, this is long before digital. That was a film. You pressed the button once, and that was your picture. It wasn't the case. Oh, yeah. And pray that the 1,400 <laughs> you got to get the one going sideways. You only got the oh. one chance. That was it. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Same yeah. event. Seriously, please. Same entire products, Newport on the windscreen or on the supervisor. That was taken as a, a little village, actually, called, it's about, uh, from where I'm sitting in the office at the minute, it's about 10 minutes away, a little village called Creeves Cross, where another very famous rally man uh, was, was born and raised, a man called Ali Donovan, about 500, okay. 500 metres from where that photograph was taken. Right. right we'll blast on again. Uh, okay, so we're on to the Ravens Rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that that is exactly the best Ravens Rock in '93. It's a place that ran in both directions. We say over the years, um, like I have pictures of Michael in that Sierra in the previous G3, I think, and the uh, Legacy at the mm-hmm. same junction. Um, and they're all in this very folder somewhere. Yeah, which I yeah. Which I, <laughs> I go do a bit digging. To go home between the years, or did you say that? Pardon? Did you go home between the years of the rally or did you stay at the junction <laughs> in the car room? <laughs> no. What's this, going on? What's this going on here now, actually? Hold on, we'll bring up this one here. I'm looking at a jumper. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, that is style. Wow. That was the famous night in Moat. That was, was the that first win. Yeah. Oh, my God. There, there's Noel Farrell just in the background yeah, behind Noel Michael. Farrell, oh my God, it is. Yeah, is there one there? Just looking. Yeah. Obviously, all is forgiven because I'm smiling. I'm glad you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll blast on, and uh, you know, if there's nothing that's jumping out there as I'm sharing, just give it. Yeah. This, this here actually, that's Kelvin, yeah. Kelvin and Emma. Oh yeah, he's gonna love you for that, all right? He's absolutely yeah. gonna kill you for that, yeah. Like we were chatting. Man. I, I met him at the prize giving, uh, the Triton prize giving, uh, not last year, not sure, we've skipped, we've missed the year, haven't we? 2019. And, uh, yeah. yeah, he's, he made me feel old because he was a fully <laughs> fledged adult man like that. So. Yeah. And uh, I might have referenced this, uh, when I was chatting to him and, uh, you know, we were talking about, style and stuff now i don't know about them jumpers aren't they i don't know are they coming back into style or what the story is but definitely kelvin's jacket there's lads going mad for that type of stuff now and a lot of these <laughs> ni- this 90s clothing is coming back uh <laughs> in a in a big way but um now another couple here what the championship in 93 yeah i got that was out that time just, just <laughs> and the border championship and no uh, great good man willie john john we were we were uh, doing an event together. Uh, it's just when we were sharing photographs there with Willie John and us, um, and um, I think it was George Collar from Galway. We were parked on the side of the road in the middle of the stage during the recce, and George zoomed past at a breakneck speed. I think it was George. We'll blame him anyway. 
And um, as a poor farmer, he was probably in his late 60s. I God, he was living inside the front door. And out he came, and he had a bit of a walking stick, and God, he was doing something giving out. So we said, we better stand out and talk to this guy because we're parked beside his house. And uh, God, we got a litany anyway. So we just stood and listened, and Michael, to be fair, just listened to it, and there wasn't a word said. And he said, which is changing all. It wasn't us, you know, we were. But, oh, he wanted to talk to the organisers and what he didn't want to do, and this wasn't fair. And to be fair to the guy, he was dead right. But while he was given out and he was really, really cross, Willie John pulls up to talk to Mickey. But Lord, all things changed. He looks at you, man. Are you Willie John Dolan? I am, says he. Next thing he roars to the wife, Margaret or Maisie, so come out quick, he said, Willie John Dolan is here. We still didn't cop the significance of this. He was a mad Tyrone or football man. And next thing Willie John went to the boot of the car and he had hats and calendars and pictures of the team. I tell you, he thought right. And you're at this rally as well, Willie John. And next year, man, I say I was a rally follower for life. <laughs> was forgiven. Everything was forgiven. Willie John giving. Was it Willie John was Tyrone, wasn't he? Tyrone, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah he was sponsored the Tyrone team. So Willie John get, had a few parties in the back of the of the, his recce car. And there was no word about George and the Sweden or anyone else. And he wished us all the best as well. I, I, I nearly go as far as to say Willie John was offered in for tea. No <laughs> <laughs> uh, better man to go for tea. It just came to mind there though, just when I saw a photograph of Willie John. Yeah, and that's why, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great to go down through through these because they do obviously trigger stories and, and things. And again, Adrian, thanks a million for, for putting this together and sending it across. Again, like, I want to click into this one here too. We kind of jump past this, you know. Uh, just, uh, I suppose, <laughs> that's, uh, were you away on a cruise or something, Anthony, or what was going on with the we, short here? We, we can't see that. Okay, right, okay. We'll try we'll try that again. Hold on now. <laughs> Let's see now. Bear one second. And we're going across here to this I'm one. Again. Be in a compromising position here now, am I? Uh, we, we, we might now, have to exclude this one. We, talk, talk, I was just this short, <laughs> Anthony, right? So were you were you were you going on a cruise or, or what's happening? Ah no, that's me that short. I still have that short to this day I wear it on Perfect. And look at the style for Mickey there as well. The black Adidas runners, the, the trousers oh. and, and, and the teaser. Rocking it, boy. I tell you, oh, yeah. I went up recently uh, of Niall Maguire and Sean Walsh when uh, we were all competing around the same time. And they showed them with their the jumpers, uh, the and the old jumpers of the time. But it was a real style, which was a real style effort back then, wasn't it? Uh, um, and so we thought we were deadly looking like, but sure. Passage <laughs> time is terrible, isn't it? You know, you're passing. God, I'm off tonight. Our walking careers were just finishing around that time, so that's probably where all the fancy clothes came from. <laughs> I must say, see the photograph with, uh, is that, that's Breed and her sister, I think, is it? In the, the it, 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 it it's Eva and Annette. Breed is two oh, sisters. Because right. I can't, I can't yeah. only see a little tummy out of it. I, I like Down here. I know yep. the hardship I went through before I made that smile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that, 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 that was the one, all right. Brilliant. Yeah, and like, let's move on. I'm just going to go across now again to um, a different tab here because we have them all open up on several ones. The power is, the power is technology, but sure, if lads are only able to, to, to use it now, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be a help, especially in the middle. 
of recording like this. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so like when you think of the legacy lads, obviously the there is a livery that stands out, and I'd actually kind of wasn't really aware of this particular livery. So Adrian, talk us through this. Well, this was the way it came from Eddie Torrens. We say the first event was in Galway, and uh, like it, it just basically was straight Eddie, Eddie Torrens livery. Was that, that that was the hills of Donegal on that one there, mm-hmm. um, and it still had to go away. It was a local company that uh, did did the sign writing for it, and. Uh, I, I don't think he, he might have only had one or two sponsors on the car at that point. It, it was just RD car parts and maybe one or two others. But I think down the bottom of that page, we say when you when you look, uh, there there might be a couple of pictures from the first the, the first day when it came back from the signed writers. And like I remember Michael telling me, he showed me the color that it was going to be painted, and I I just couldn't understand how you'd paint a rally car that color uh like it just didn't look like an attractive color on on a piece of paper mm-hmm. uh, uh like that where yeah th- that that one's that one's galway as well uh yeah where, where so it kind sure of had, so this is what you're talking about with the the fresh yeah, stuff with then. the chorus livery like that, that that was the first day i came home and that was we say farrell brothers the the family business yard that I took the pictures in, and like that car, it was just love at first sight. Like when when I saw it, the, I, I thought the sign writers did a fabulous job. Chorus was a, a range of furniture that Farrell Brothers made, and they kind of used the sponsorship to promote the range uh, around it, um, like that. Uh, it's still. I think he he carried some sponsorship from Eddie Torrens for a while on it. That was part of the deal. Yeah, uh, you can see it there. The, I, the you, you, can, you can see it yeah. still there. Yeah, uh, um, on it before uh, like that. That that's Michael's uh, brother Oliver. Uh, right, that was sitting in the car. I wasn't mm-hmm. even allowed to move the car. We say for all these photographs, it was Oliver that was getting in and out and doing it. So but, uh, so uh, you were a trusted neighbour, but. There was limitations. Yeah, oh yeah, but not that far. Not, <laughs> yeah, not that yeah. Far. And just just with that as well, he, he, there was no problem going up to the second floor. Obviously, for this one, uh, which is still hard oh, no, behind the wheel. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that was long before the days of drones or anything like that. Yeah, uh, where, where it was. This it's just iconic. You know, that's I think when I think of Mickey Farrell, that's the car I think of. Like, and I'd say there's oh, probably yeah. you know the lion's share of the country is. Is of similar sentiment, like you know, but uh, like we'll go down through a few more than photos now, actually, in a couple of moments' time. Because Anthony, I'm just going to bring you in on you know, to talk about 1994 and just how great that year was. Like, yeah, it was the, that, that was the championship year. Apologies, I'm not great with years and dates, yeah, so. the national, like, yeah, yeah, look, it, it started off very, very well. Um, the car was really, really good. And then we had great competition. We had John Gleese, we had Eamon Boland. I actually see a very young Eamon Boland in one of the photographs that passed through there. <laughs> and, um, no, it was, it was, it was fabulous. Um, well, hang on for a second now, because look, I might as well, now that you said it, I, I might as well just grab the photo. It is knocking around here. Yeah, I was looking I at it there. There we go. There it is there. Yeah. 
That is a young Eamon Boland. That is a young Eamon Boland. And Lauer, oh, that was Eamon's uh, mechanic, Lauer, I think, in the background, our local bicycle man. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, there was great camaraderie. I think actually, Podge might better say, what was was the year we did the championship? Was that year we had a bad accident in Carlo? No, it was '96. All right. Correct. So, so when we get to '96, I'll tell you a good story about the accident. Just as I see him. <laughs> now, just yeah. to, I'm going to jump across you for a second because in one of those photos, I do recognise the lovely village of Nurney in County Carlo, which is not too far from my home place, and the quarter panel is bashed. I think it's in around possibly where. The Torrent sponsor is actually in the photo. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if that's the same thing you may or may not be referring to, Anthony. No. 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 <laughs> a little bit different. So blast on then. We'll come to that in a while. You you carry on. No, the championship, to be fair, I, I, I haven't, I can't remember any of the individual rallies, to be fair. And I suppose if I sat down and done the research before we came on tonight, I probably have learned a bit more. But no, it, I, I just, the, the biggest thing that stood out for me was one or two small things. One, there was great camaraderie between um, Eamon Boland, ourselves. His brother Andrew was sitting. We used to sit with Eamon back then. Um, the John Galise and Mike Gibson were the other main opposition. Um, I'm trying to think who else were the front runners. Podge, Mike, no. Who, who were the front runners that year? I'm just that was basically it. The, Murphy came late in the year with yes, Cork Cosworth. Um, Possibly George Cullen might have done some of the earlier rounds in the GT4, but didn't see it out. I know yeah. he did a few. He did the last one anyway in Skibbereen. I remember that. Mm. But as we look with great memories, I remember that down in Skibbereen for the last round, we very nearly didn't win anything. We, we very nearly retired because um, we had a fire in the car. I, I, I'm sure it's Adrian. I know somebody has a photograph where you can see. Yeah. Brake pipe had come undone underneath the car with three stages to go and made a fire. And um, I just have, a, and it's years since I've seen it, I have a, I have a, a, a memory of, of this photograph being taken and all the spectators pointing. That's in there, I think, yeah. uh, Adrian, isn't it? It, it is, it is indeed, yeah. Well, you carry on. I'll go, I'll go look for it here. And uh, We were driving yeah. forward, obviously. We couldn't understand what they were all pointing for because obviously the fire was only starting, which you you know, now that you go look back and you can see all the issues, but if there was another stage in that rally, I'd say we were we were, we were never getting to the finish line. Um, right, so that's her, isn't it? Oh, look at that's this! Wow. No, no, the, 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 that's the fire itself. But that's there's there's the actually there's another picture. Okay, right. Uh, oh no! Uh, I tell you what, I might be thinking of. Sorry, I might be actually confusing it with Jared's video. Jared McCarran's video, like we say, when there was when they were sweeping away from there was everyone was pointing at the, the fire run the right. yeah. yeah. you mentioned and to be to be amiss of me not to mention just as we, we, we mentioned the the style of our clothing back then. I would like everyone to look at our cameraman Gerald McCarran and the style it's like the the the, 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 the <laughs> Technicolor dream coat he's wearing there. He's a very <laughs> I, I don't think Mick Bracken Productions allows that as their current uniform. It's, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it wouldn't be exactly in line with much of a brand. <laughs> no. But yes, that's the photograph. And yeah, you can see it was all the way across the steering rack and, the, and, and the brake pipe comes loose. And it was spraying brake glued on. The power steering was obviously diminishing by the, by yep. the reason. You can see and, see uh, the point in there. Look, 
See, if you just look very yeah. carefully here. And we're oblivious yeah. to that particular point in time, but as, as the stage went on, we, we became very much aware of it. I'm actually just watching the wheel where you can see it all lit up there with the flame. The inside yeah. of it, yeah. Amazing things to see after huge, huge periods of time like this. Um, yeah. Well, just on, on, on that photograph there, like I, I think, Anthony, that was early on in the rally. I, I remember we say that the, the, the first stage was cancelled because they couldn't get a doctor uh, out to the start of the stage in time. There, there was an issue with it. Yes. And a, a sweeper had run through the stage and lost a lump of its exhaust. I think it was maybe O2. O1 didn't notice it. And John Gillies might have, uh, he, he hit it. No, he swerved to avoid it. I'll tell you what, the reason why I, I, I read the car sport report last night that I, I wrote for the event. And like, this is, we say, where I have the notes on it. And it, it was actually Eamon Boland hit the same piece of exhaust as well. And yes. if, if you remember, they retired from that rally because the, the exhaust it went up through the sump guard. It took out one of the cooling fans and they were only after putting in a brand new engine in the car for that event. Uh, uh, like that. And we say we would use you, you done two stages with the fire running in under the car. De, then didn't the car stop on the third stage? I can't remember. I, I, I remember there was some there was some issue with the fuel pump uh, on it. And I, I, I think he's had trouble getting it going on the third stage. He's, he's had trouble on every stage, basically, that day. We, we say that ran. And then. Me running to controls here with time cards and no rally car. I'm sure that's <laughs> a very popular activity. When you're, when you're much older and much younger, um, you could see co-drivers head back in the 90s appearing in trucks, trains. It didn't matter. You got there. Oh, yeah. Whether the car got there or not. Actually, it's just every, actually, I, 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 diverting just for a second. We actually mm-hmm. started a rally one time with Mickey. And we went under the start ramp and Dougie was there, the great Dougie Jules. And he given the introduction of, you know, here comes Mickey Farrell and Anthony Nestor and, Given a bit of a, a, a chat on us as as we went under the ramp, and uh, the only thing that was missing was the car. I was there. I walked under the ramp. I handed out my car, and I walked down the street. No car. The car was within twelve miles of the car ramp that day, and I never forget it. And I never even turned around because I reckon I couldn't turn a straight face because I reckon there's no way we're going to get away with this. So when yeah. Doug invited us to the start line, I walked up, I handed her my time card out to a very nice lady. I never asked me what her name was or where she was from. I don't even know what town it was. And I walked, uh, he said, and there, and I, one of the things that I never looked back, uh, one thing, and there they go, Mickey Farrell and Anthony Nestor off to start stage one. And here was me walking down the footpath with a time card on my bottom. <laughs> no more remember, so all I could do was walk. So they brought the drive oh, yeah. The start line and McKinn Street was out at the start of the stage within 500 meters of the start line, which was 12 miles away, with the car jacked up, putting the drive shaft in it. So the car was at the start line, it just wasn't in <laughs> the town for the ceremonial starter. Well, it wasn't a ceremonial, but the actual start of the rally. But yeah. so, 
back then once the co-driver was there and the time cards made it sure so what difference did it make really <laughs> like you know you got the time card. That was a fair obliging moment. I don't know if that would wash nowadays, would it? No, I don't think. I think after after a period of time, you, you, you had a label on your back that anyone could get away with anything once his name was Nantinella. Now, <laughs> there was, you were known to pull an odd or try pull an odd little bit of a stroke up and down. And Mr. Gillespie nearly fell foul of this over a cup of coffee, I think. Is that oh, right? Adrian will remember this. I think it was, I, I'd say a skibbereen, but I think I'm wrong. Back then, to do the national championship, unlike now, now I, I wonder why they changed the rules. You'll see for a minute. Um, you have to sign on every event. So, the sign on your finish when documentation, actually, no, I'll, I'll give you the exact word because I'll never forget it. The sign on finish at the scheduled time of the finish of documentation scrutiny. So, if documentation scrutiny was written in the rights from 8 to 10 a.m. At 10.01, there was no more sign on for championship. That was it. So I remember we signed the hotel one that morning and John and Mike Gibson was there anyway. And I said to me, here, we try something here for crack. Why is we just have a cup of coffee? So we might have coffee and as the cup, as the cup was depreciating depreciate in the coffee department, I said to your wife behind the bar, so the boys will have a top up there. We're looking at the watch, 10 to 10, so we'll chance for another minute. In fairness to Mike, it was easy knowing Mike Gibson made it to the professional ranks after about three minutes to ten. Young Gibson went, I fucking know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee would fly, the boys were running up the hall and we need to sign on. And I went, mm, that didn't work so well, did it? Talk about a great time for the debates. Of course, we denied it for 20 years afterwards, but John and I often joked about it afterwards. When John goes remembering uh, moments and memories, that's always at the top of John's list the day he very nearly didn't sign on to the championship. All because uh, some devious individuals were buying him coffee and kept it topped up to make sure he remained stationary. In, and it was in the bar. I don't know where it was. I think it might have been don't know. But yeah, they changed the rule very shortly afterwards that you could, I think, sign us up any time up to the time you started the rally. So Right. The only people that suffered with that rule change really was the, the hotel and the coffee machine. And of course, remember, no phones, no texting, no nothing. There was no, no internet. There was no results. You, you, the results were of great Brian Patterson. If Brian Patterson told you you won the rally, you were good to go. That was it. You might see yeah. the results for two days, depending on what part of the world you were in. Or if mm. Brian Patterson says you were good, you needed once once Brian you met Brian off the end of the stage and you'd know about Brian Brian was the best man ever you saw. What's the best way to describe it? He was the best man ever to make you feel good when you drove bad. But you get after many years of dealing with him and because we used use the Patterson pace notes. Um and one of the things if, if Brian said you'd done well, you know you did okay. If Brian says you did all right, you know, it was absolute shite. Like, it was, it was all right there, no? Oh, God. He didn't say good. Or Ricky Turner Gross and goes, did he say all right or did he say we did good? He said we did all right. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of work to do so, like, that's when you like, knew, yeah. All right was dreadful. But you get after a couple of years, you get into the hang of it, like, but he was so, <laughs> so diplomatic. And, um, yeah. But, I suppose, it's, it, you get so used to technology 
back then the core drivers would keep the results. So we would have a results pad. Brian Patterson would give you the pads, and when you kept a a, 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 a manual um, tally, tally of the results all day. So you gathered all the core drivers back then. We'd gather all the stage times, and you'd gather all the penalties, and and you'd watch for other fellas getting penalties, make sure they got them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you'd, you'd, you'd watch the coming and goings all day and you'd have your tally and Brian Patterson would be doing the very same at the end of the stages and when you'd reconcile it all and to be fair back then the organisers would even come up and um, tally with Brian, tally with the competitors make sure everybody's yeah. taking up the time sheet because results then were, were manually, the time cards were physically collected at the end of the stages and you'd have to be driven back to rally headquarters where somebody would input them or manually calculate everything out. And, and you know, because of that slow procedure, and especially if there was long road sections and all that, there was no such thing as results in the middle of the day or updates or um, no. you might get an odd big rally like Donegal or some of the, the some of the other ones. But in the main, it could be 11, 12 o'clock at night before provisional results get posted. And, um, yeah, it could be 1 in the morning before a prize given was even heard of. Um, just different times, I guess. You get so used to, you'd nearly, if Angus Seely now down here, and, and there's another one in Northern Ireland that works very effectively as well. I can't think of the gentleman's name. Um, but you nearly take those facilities that are there nowadays for granted. Whereas, you know, you you worked out the times and you did all that yourself back then. Um, and yeah, it just seemed to move seamlessly. The technology came in and, now, if you look at the end of a rally stage or look at a core drivers going along, all they're doing is on the phone, scrolling, looking to see how they get on. They know mm. within 500 metres of leaving the finish line how they did. Mm. Um, yeah. Whereas back then, we would have McKinstry or we'd have, I suppose I should call it by his Christian name, Kenny. Um, we would have the lads at the end of the stage. They'd be there with a sheet of paper. Anybody that went ahead of us, they would write down their times and they'd throw them in the window to us. And there was lots of other guys like Kenny and other guys doing that as well. And that's how we got as up-to-date as we could that mm-hmm. we gather it, and they just throw it in the window on a piece of paper to us, and we'd write it on our master sheet. But, uh, yeah, different times, isn't it? Um, we've yes, just got it. older. I don't know are we any wiser at this, but we've got a bit older. And, um, yeah, it's nice mm. to... It's fun, and it's nice to look back in the memories and the bits and pieces and the things that happened. and Yeah. Was it fair to say in '94 was was the championship? He didn't want. I won't say he didn't want to win. Did he? He tried hard not to win. Was it the Stone Throwers? Remember, on the first or the second stage, he lost the wheel. And right. on was it Anthony didn't sit in Clare. Paul McLaughlin sat with him in Clare, but he didn't sign on. And he thinks yes. that he blew the end. He blew the engine towards the end of the rally. And that would have been Claire ran late that year. It would have been maybe two or three weeks before Skibberine. That's right. Yeah, and it, it was a panic yeah. then to get the engine back. That's right. They, yeah, they had yeah. to go to go to Kenny. We said to go to Pro Drive to mm. come back. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Like you, you had a great run, Anthony, that year, like in '94. The the first half of the year, as Podge says, up until Stone Throwers, I think there was probably five or six wins uh, in it. Because I remember Cavan, uh, Monaghan, Ballina, uh, possibly Sligo. I, 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 uh, 
yeah, Sligo. Right, I, I think it was five or, five or six outright well, victories anyway. The Rock, the, the Rock as well. That's right, That's, The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was second to Gwyneth Evans in Munster, but was first registered competitor home. Yep. Mm. And then ALMC, obviously, when they say obviously, that was his home event. Like we say, oh, the stages. Yeah. yeah. The, like we yeah. say, that, 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 that was a, another win. One of the funny things, and again, it is only when you look back and as you, you know, you smile. The first probably six events we won, but they were all like, as you said, Cav and Monaghan. There was a, there was a group of them in kind of in the, say, north of Athlone. And if you come to, so if any of you ever visit the house sometime, I'll show it to you. It just brings a smile to my face. Each of the clubs in their infinite wisdom, and I won't name the company, each of the clubs in their infinite wisdom used the same crystal company. Right. And each time the crystal company recommended the first, second, and third overall, they recommended the same office for first, second, and third overall. So I have seven or eight identical trophies. <laughs> or <laughs> inside <laughs> the four bedrooms at home to this day. Actually, one of them broke. And uh, my, my my good wife got a giggle out of me and said, well, well, what's the big deal? It isn't like, you know, there's a seven more exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, it was the engraving, the, the engraving that meant the thing to me. Actually, I think it was that down to Hotel Valenair one that broke. Um, right. And, uh, but, yeah, there, there was a, a huge amount of them. It was a vase style. Um, oh, yeah. Exactly, we're all exactly the same. Or so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, just in terms of that season, then, I mean, I'm delighted, first of all, that it's not remembered for a cup of coffee. It's actually remembered because, <laughs> of, you know, the way, the way things naturally unfold or whatever. But it was really dramatic coming down to the closing stages because there was a few years in contention. Like, it, it wasn't it wasn't by any means straightforward coming near the end. There was a lot of lads that racking up a lot of points. So talk us through the, the last couple of events, really. Oh, me? With my <laughs> Well, either you, you sat beside him. If you want to go for it, go for it. But you see, no, Ad, think about the discovering here, Anthony. Despite the fact that Adrian went to the water setting up a WhatsApp group and putting in all this information, I don't think the co driver affected right half of it. Actually, I see the WhatsApp going all flat out all day today, and I, I meant to put up, actually, it's funny you should mention in contention. At about four or five times today, I meant to go and, and take a photograph and send it to car sport, which I'm sure Adrian was responsible. Um, I have the front cover I got from our sponsor at the time, Project Printable of Autotrans, who actually works here in Newcastle West um, with the local authority here. Um, he presented me about 10 years ago with the front cover of the car sport magazine, and it just says, winner takes all, and there's a picture of Eamon and a picture of Mickey and the two cars on it. And I went to Addison, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll let you see it. Um, yeah. I, I, I have that. Um, I yeah. Place at all. Course, um, as regards oh, to yeah, the, that. <coughs> I'll to the boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, Adrian, but, sorry, just before, just before that now, right? Yeah. I just sense a, a huge deal of irony here because not only did Anthony not read the, the information that was sent in, he didn't put in the earphones either. And this is a man who still to this day, when we have competitive action, will give instructions to people. He's not too good mm. at really taking them. <laughs> I, I, I did you not know that the modern co-driver that Steve has this new helmet out that there's no wire leads in it? 
But one of the great right. things I've learned about this now, they have a new helmet out here, that the intercom is now Bluetooth. There's no wire, right. so you can talk to the car. But what, one thing right. I love about it when I was doing a bit of reading it, not that this is true, but I'm saying, the information only goes one way. I don't have to listen to anything at all coming in. <laughs> it helps. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, I, Anthony, I leave, I'm going to leave you alone now and I'll let Adrian actually tell the story as it unfolds. <laughs> well, the, the, we say just kind of, kind of, we say to follow on from Anthony's uh, bit there about the cover of car sport, that was when there was, I think, maybe three rounds to go. And like, even though Michael was the, the runaway, Michael and Anthony were the runaway leaders for the early part of the season. Eamon Boland was closing in on them and, and John Gillies in the latter part. And it, like, the, the, they went to Skibbereen. There was only 10 points between the three of them, uh, on that. But John Gillies, the, the most pressure was on him because he actually, even though he was close to Michael, he still had to drop his lowest score that year. So basically he had to win and he had to pray that Eamon and Michael, uh, suffered like it wouldn't be enough just to win um Eamon Boland was in a little bit better better position I think he was seven or eight points uh behind but they, they were on an equal footing but he, he he was gone he was gone within a couple of kilometers of the first stage start well the, actually the second stage that ran uh like that but then obviously we say with uh, Michael's trouble then we say with the car throughout the day like that fire that we saw like I remember it caused a lot of bother with it burned a lot of the bushes on the steering and the suspension that basically the, the car was undrivable we say like I, I think you injured your back that year as well Anthony you, you had a heavy landing on 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 a jump and like part of it was because the the, the the bushes where we say so badly gone that you, you got a real sharp shock from it. Now maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm going on a bit too far. But the, uh, good memory. Yeah, yeah. No, well, like it, it's a combination of looking back through the car sport last night on that. But it, it was basically throughout the event, the boys kept tipping away at the car and they got replacing bushings. They had to replace the steering rack. And he's only had power steering um, by the uh, going into the last stage. And I, I remember he's come down into Glandor Village. We we weren't far from Glandor, and he's were twenty six seconds up. It was four kilometer four miles into the stage, and he's were twenty six seconds up on the car in front of you at that stage. And it, it brought you a huge leap up the leaderboard. That that last stage, I I think he's were maybe seventh or eighth going into it, but he's ended up fifth and that, that was enough then to secure the championship uh, on that. Um, it wasn't Dennis Cronin, Dennis Cronin. Exactly. Dennis Cronin put together yeah. among the pigeons by, win, by winning the rally. And exactly. that, that, that put, put Gillies Gilles couldn't, couldn't get... Gillies finished, didn't he? He did. He was second. He did. He he, he yeah. finished second. Yeah. Cronin, won the, was, Cronin won the rally. That was it. That, that ultimately... Help the boys, yeah. help Mickey's cause as well, yeah. A bit of divine intervention. Uh, like that. <laughs> I know that, I yeah. know, I certainly have, I just, as, as listening to the story, just things, just coming back into my head, I do know there was a service down in Skibbereen Town itself 
on a bypass, sorry, the vision of a bypass or the outskirts of the town. And I do remember having to go to the out control again without a car, but explaining that either we get out here or our championship is over. Like, and pleading your case as best you could and, and as nice and as polite and a manner as you could. Um, but that, that worked out as well. But I do remember one service. Uh, so it's possibly after the fire issue, trying to get the car yeah. back in some sort of a condition, but there was an issue. Um, and yeah. back then, because there was no other transport, once you got to the out control, you then had to hide behind the wall or a bush or climb a tree or something. I'd keep the eye out for the car and jump into it when it came past. But that'll be it, all right. Now, I, I'm just going to jump in here and, and bring in these pictures, you know. So, that's happy looking book was there. Do, are, we go, are we going to get a, a famous quote from Anthony here this evening? Oh, wow. How did you remember that? <laughs> Some, something something to do with Tuesday, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually Michael Lester used it because that uh, particular round, rallying for the main part was on RPM uh, to yes. come to and Michael Lester uh, through RTE was, was, was showing some of the programs but I think it was actually on Sports Stadium if people remember sport, all of us remember Sports Stadium but, Exactly uh, Sports Stadium obviously was the, the pinnacle of RTE sport which was on a Saturday so to have your rally broadcast on Sports Stadium was a big deal, but Michael Lester was the was the commentator, and um, I just remember shaking the champagne and someone put a camera in my face, and I just remember passing the remark, "Tell me more that I won't be home till Tuesday." <laughs> and what day did you get home? That was, I think it was Wednesday before we got home. <laughs> Um, the following week, <laughs> it was the same night that somebody, some that what that night, and, and, and I get Adrian correct me, but I and I'll find out myself. I think that was the night that uh, Kenny was there. Sam and Gary uh, were the two mechanics. Kenny's brother Sam and uh, Kenny had a new pair of brown corduroys that he had bought for the occasion of the the last rally, and he ended up with the fact that I. He's laughing now, tells me that I my story is half right anyway, right? Um, yep. Something went into the water in Glendore. Now, whether it was a salmon of knowledge or what, but McKinstry went in after it. <laughs> with the water I pants get on. And came out like a dog rat. Out <laughs> onto the slipway and up on across them. The, the hotel was right on the water line. Yep. Now, what I would ask Adrian, the fact that he's legal, has you ever any why McKinstry went into the water that night? Now, I'm afraid <laughs> it was in the evening after a couple of, as, as exactly. I would say, after a couple of uh, minerals were consumed. Yes. What's going in the water, I don't know. I'm sure the cardroid pan shrank immediately. Um, mm. But that was one of my memories of that night. And I remember we, the man who owned the hotel now, and I cannot think of his name for the life of a lovely man, he brought us down into the kitchen because the hotel was that packed in all the floors. There was a couple of floors, a very small hotel, a very quaint little place. And it was so busy. He brought all our gang down into the kitchen, down underneath the main floor. And that's where the prize game got held. I remember I was sitting up on top of a stainless steel kitchen sink. And <laughs> that's there, right. My kitchen was there drip drying. 
<laughs> the man was bringing the bar, the, man, the barman was coming up and down to the kitchen with drinks, and the, um, yeah, that's what else. There was probably like there could have been sixty or seventy people in the kitchen. Now it's a big kitchen. Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I I think the reason for that, Anthony, was if if you remember going back to before that rally even started, you was a problem with the parasirin rack on the car. It had to be replaced before it. And yeah. Michael actually wanted to give up. He, he, like there, there was two or three different problems, and it just looked like it was going to be a horror show. Uh, with it, even when he was driving it on the road section, there was something went wrong. And Kenny said to him, uh, "He says you don't give up. He says you don't give up till the car gives up." And it, it was something to do with that. That night later on, Michael said, "Look, at we 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 have to celebrate this victory." Uh, and we have to celebrate it in a way that we'll remember it. And oh, it was decided, it was decided that Kenny swim. was going for a swim. <laughs> With the new car that I had. I, I, and it's amazing, as you said, it was remembered. I, I couldn't remember why he did it, but I remember he did it. Yeah. And, and if you remember, Kenny McKinstry was at the height of his, his rallying. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was the man. He was champion that year. Mm. He was, yeah. He was heavily sponsored yeah. by Calibre. So this, this That's season, right prominent driver in his full uh, evening attire heading for the water. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's that kind of something you wouldn't forget like. Oh, yeah. And uh, that, that was actually one of the things that Michael was proud of, like that year that we say Kenny had managed to clinch the Tarmac Championship for himself and the National Championship for yourself and Michael. Like He was a great, uh, to be fair, Kenny, he was a great help. Um, and, and, and again, in, 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 in the, in the way that don't give up, that, that the car give up, certainly, but don't you give yep. up on it. We, we keep it going. Like, they, yep. they, 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 they work really, really hard on that. Because if you look, I think, as, a, I, unfortunately, EWRC records are, are a bit iffy back around them years, but I know there was some years there that that car went to in excess of 40 events. So can you imagine a preparation company? While he's trying to win his own championship, trying to prepare a car for over 30 events. Oh, um, yeah. He had other customers at the time as well. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's, well, that was it. But like, the, 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 the result was like a fairly big crew involved um, like in, in the events. Like, it wasn't just Kenny himself. Oh, like, absolutely. There, there was, yeah, Sam like, there, there was, was a assigned to us, and there was a couple of other guys. Yeah. Uh, the, the, there was a few other lads. And then like you had the lads like from Ardy, we say like Victor and Mickey Lark and yeah. Huey McMahon. She's had this yeah. with the lads. I still yeah, uh, Larkin actually I don't I um Facebook was a great help. Um um I see Mickey Larkin was um was uh, his family, his I won't say kids now, they're 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 grown up now, but they're all into racing of some kind, sort or another. Oh, yeah. You know, a good story about Mickey Larkin, just as you mentioned him. He'll get a giggle out of this. We went to a rally somewhere. I, I rely on Adrian now for to, to prompt the rally. But we decided we'd team up with the madman that was Eamon McAleenan. He was a, an engineer extraordinaire. That was the best way of putting it. But um, I have two memories of McAleenan. One was coming with, with a breeder's sister, talk. That was uh, Mickey's sister-in-law. Did you come to Lorgan Park one day? And yep. Smokey and Slendus was very popular back then. So 
Your boy arrived with a trans am and the cowboy hat and the pretty girl and the whole and arrived in something doing door and sitting like his bath. There's, there's actually a picture of that uh, that car. Huh? There, it, there's a picture of that car in the in the folder. Ah, you're joking me! Oh wow! Honest to God, right? Yeah. Where where are we heading for here now? I'll dig it out. No, like, if if you look in the people in the people folder, right? I think. Okay. And I have to admit, I didn't I didn't take this picture. It's it's your good friend Podrick Prenderville that took this. If you find it. It, right, let's go dig in here. I think she's down. It might be one of the very last ones, if you if you can show it. Right. I certainly would okay. be very nervous. They all look at it. I, yeah. I assume it was a Trans Am. I'm probably wrong now, but I I, I, th- I think it's a Corvette. But we'll let you away with it. We'll let you away with it. I but like, can you imagine? Yeah. I went to call my God, looking at the Corvette, and the, yeah, the right face of it. Oh Lord. Yeah, yeah no, and look, really there, look, there's Michael look, watching it. Look, look at laughing at him. Yeah, and look, look oh, at the red Jesus. on it. That's all Elvis. Yeah, he that, that, that. from the grass with that job, and like yeah. he was so cracked. Look at him. He obviously thought he was fortunate, and that's the surest guy. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. And like that's, and just that's the way Mickey's standing there as well, you know, just yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're to put a cop, if you're to put a caption over Mickey's head, I put it for you. Now. What does that garbage I think he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm the well, one driver here, not that if, if you go back just to that album, John, I just want to show you two pictures yes. uh, that, that that that's in it. The, the next picture beside it, that's mm-hmm. Tom Taff. Uh, that was Michael's uh, driver or navigator. For for the very first event, and when he done the ankle, Tom, yeah, uh, that, that 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 that's Tom Taft there, uh, just so that it's a connection to the original yeah, story. Of course, and yeah. of course, Tom did a huge amount of rally, and it was very successful in the sixteen hundred Corolla class. Um, oh yeah, with Susan, his daughter, his daughter Susan sat with him. That's right. That's correct. Um, yeah. And, and then there's just one. Susan at all. We, we see all her exploits. And... and and the next picture beside it, then that that's the other man. That's Padraig Prendeville. He actually took took most of these pictures uh, here, but he, he he was the Auto Trans connection on the the legacy. Uh, it provided the sponsorship for the ninety four okay. and ninety five C. I actually still do work for Parik down here in Limerick. Parik is actually now the, the transport manager in Limerick County Council here. Um, and we would do a lot of, we would do a lot with him. I would meet Parik on a very, very regular basis. Huh? But yeah, that's, he's very young. He'd be trained to see that going up. It's actually good to have a little flick through all these. This, there's one we obviously seen earlier, but yeah. um, you flick down through another lovely that, photo. That, that, that's Emmett. That's yeah. Emmett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like oh, oh yeah, it's great. Like you know, and the lads uh, when they see this will love it. There's Plum obviously having the chat, um, yeah. with him whatever. Um, <coughs> we'll keep her late. Ken Smith and there, there's Mickey Larkin. And to, to finish my story about Mickey Larkin, I'll give you the great details. And as I said, I'll 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 go in on Adrian to or Podge or someone that might know the events. They decided to team up with the the Transan with Smokey and the Bandit there, and we said we go to rally together. Now, if you remember at the time, Eamon Boland had a, a lovely escort, and, the, and the, on the back of it was a Michelin man. I think mm. it was a Michelin man on the back. 
uh, uh, sponsorship. So McAleen and anyway did a, had an Escort Cosworth as well. And he had a Michelin Mag on the back of his one. But the only difference is Michelin Mag on the back of McAleen's car was holding a pint of Guinness. If you looked at the back, <laughs> a pint of Guinness in the Michelin Man 10. But anyway, it came into service and Mickey Larkin was there and uh, McAleen had no jacks, the conventional jacks for jacking up cars. But he had this great system that he had invented by taking out all the equipment out of a JCB and he was able to shove it into the front of the car and press a couple of levers and pull and, and lift the car up. The only trouble is when he got it up, the boys wouldn't wait under it. And Mickey Larkin was still there looking above in the middle of the street. I think it could have been Granard. And your man there, and she going sideways, and she going backwards, and he tried to get it up even. And they turned around to Macalina and says, "Jesus, surely you don't really think we're going to go into that, be under that?" Do you? <laughs> but uh, that was one of my memories of Mickey Larkin just laughing at Macalina and said, "There is not a chance in hell we're going in under that cloud." The same, the, the same, the same year you done the the, the circus on Macalina and done it in the escort that year as well. And had converted a fire brigade for a for a service truck. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, yeah, the same thing up in Sligo, Sligo on the Saturday, on the Sunday night. It was yeah, it was the Sunday night in Sligo before the the night stages, and plugged the thing in again, and it was like something now went back to the future. This car lifting up in the Wine Street <laughs> car park, and everyone going to stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you if ever look into the JCB pod and you see all the levers in a JCB, he literally cut that out in its entirety and it was just thrown on the ground with all these yeah. levers, exactly the same. And there was hydraulic hoses running everywhere and a big hydraulic pump. The Mitchell man the Mitchell man with the pint of Guinness, did, did he have a cowboy yeah. hat on as well? No. He should have had <laughs> But surely for that car with the Michelin man and the point of the Yeah. I must go look. Any of the viewers and listeners get that might get in touch there, they, they might let us know the crack and get us on social media, Irish Rally Pod, uh, on all those and you can email us obviously as well, Irish Rally Podcast at gmail dot com. But let's let's plow on with a few more of these photos and I'll I'll bring up that here now again. Okay, so here we go. And I'll do a bit of zoom in here. What's go, what's going on here? <laughs> that was Mickey Larkin. The boys, the boys were up. I think that was in. It it may have been in Lorgan Park, uh, or may, maybe not. No, that looks a bit rural. That that actual place there. Uh, but they, they, these are actually Padraig Prendival's photographs. Okay. Yeah. So he's gone and, and, gone and chilled there anyway. That's nice. <laughs> oh. That, that, was, that was before the trouble came in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next one then. Yeah, and then that's Victor uh, Castle. He was another one of the yardy lads. Like they, these guys worked in Michael's garage. We say for their day job. That's mm -hmm. that's what they were doing. But they were always along at the weekends for the rallying as well. All right. Um, no, there's a deep discussion. Oh yeah, that that was. Uh, they were probably trying to figure out. Who who was in charge of refreshments that evening? <laughs> on, on the left hand side, we we have a prime candidate uh, is Pat Tarrant. He he was a very famous member of the of the, of the group. And I remember one night, um, Michael saying to him, there, there was some sort of heated discussion about Tarrant wanted to change something on the car, 
And Michael said no. And Tarrant was saying, you have to listen to me, Michael. And Michael turned around and said to him, listen, Pat, he says, you're, there's one reason why you're here. He says, you're the entertainment's manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, that, that was it. He put, he put, that was the end of that conversation. Put Sam McKinstry, Sam, Sam McKinstry has that, a fair concerned look on his face there. I'll go, I'll go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's probably, it's probably something to do with going on the piss, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then, like on on the right hand side there, like that's Hugh McMahon, mm-hmm. yeah. That like that, that that was we say Michael's business partner in the Farrell and McMahon Motors uh, Empire as such, and Ken Smith in the middle. Again, Ken Ken would have been very involved with Michael at the time on the car sales side of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before Pat I go Tar- to, sorry, go on, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying Pat Tarrant on the left again, yeah, yeah. Before I go on to the next photo there, do you want to jump in here, lads, with that story with uh, uh, Hugh McMahon? Because, Anthony, you kind of deputised in in a <laughs> kind of strange circumstances um, on one of those events. Yeah. The, um, actually, just as you mentioned, Hugh McMahon, and, and this is only something I got, and, I, and I've lost contact with Hugh um, and his wife, Kay, but they actually hailed, their, fam- their people hailed from kind of golden here in, in, in West Limerick. Probably five or six miles from my home place. That, that that's where the McMahons um, right. would have come up originally. Um, the story. Oh Jesus, yeah. There was another bit of. Um, it's amazing what you got away with back then. I don't know. Do we get away with it? <laughs> or do people just turn a blind eye to it? I often wonder. We went over to do the Galloway Hills Rally. Uh, Murray Grierson was in a legacy the same year. We were. We. I don't know why I said we. Um, it's just Mickey was running number ten. But on the introduce, Huey McMahon was sitting with him. Huey had always said he wants to go, he wants to do a rally. So I said, shall I go over and I'll give a hand? I said, look, I, I, I'm a, um, I come from a mechanical background, albeit not a motor mechanic. And I said, sure, I can fit tires and fit petrol and so we go for the crack. And, um, we were down at the end of the first stage. Uh, the boys went into the stage and, uh, we came down and, or they came down, we, they pulled up and they were going retiring. And poor Huey had got violently sick in the car. He had never sat in it before. It was his first time. And with the other boys driving, Huey got sick and the floor was destroyed and his race suit was destroyed. And if you see in the photographs there, uh, uh, some of the latter ones with Victor and, and Ken and, and Mickey Larkin and the guys, they're wearing these green um, mechanics race suits with, with some decals and and embroidery and so on them. And that's what I had wore. I, I had Huey's one or something. I had a pair of overalls just to look the part for the day, the one mine. And I was it was a it was a, a you know a wet and open or damp part of the country up in Scotland. So I had a pair of Wellingtons on me with Steve Dog caps on them. And to cut a long story short anyway, this great idea was conceived by Mickey Hyde. So can you hop in and your wife can have a coffee and sure, maybe swap back later or whatever the case may be. And I said, sure. I have no recce done. I have no idea where I'm going. I have no helmet. I have nothing. So along with Wellington boots, mechanics overalls, in you are. And on we went and done the rally. Huey decided when he came to, I'm not getting back in no more. <laughs> I was saying in service that if we get caught, not only will we lose our license, we probably never again get the rally if we get caught. 
So we yep. came up with a great plan anyway that I'd leave a helmet on me, a full face helmet on all day. I wouldn't take it off at all, even between the stages. This great idea conceived like so. So we done the rally. We were rude and spoke to nobody all day because we didn't want anyone to realise that there was a co-driver in car 10, I think we were, was swapped. And uh, we finished the event. And on the way back to the finish ramp, I said, sure, look, there's not a pup's chance in hell we can go to the finish ramp because the cat will be out of the bag. I still was wearing no race suit because Chewie was of a different size. I was a much slimmer man back then. Um <laughs> Like all of us, I suppose, in our younger days. Uh, I still wasn't wearing a race suit. I was still with, I think actually at the Wellingtons, we got rid of it at that stage. And I had adopted a pair of runners belonged to somebody, which meant that they were in Wellington. Um, it wasn't like back then, you, when you were going away for the weekend, you packed five pairs of shoes, like. And, um, yeah, we, we retired within 500 meters of the finish ramp. I, we got the boys to, we parked up the car, got the boys to get the trailer, loaded up and head for the boat. Because I said, if we ever get caught here after swapping a quarter in the rally, oh lord. Well, the so, record showed that Huey is down for the event. It's not Anthony Nestor, so something worked no, out. No, so I, 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 over the last couple of years, I've got friendly with a, a, a guy here in Ireland. I, I won't say his name because I have permission to use it. But he is the Irish contact for EWRC along with a guy in Belgium. And I'm here debating, should I put that in? I did all the stages but one, and I wasn't, <laughs> and I wasn't officially there, so it doesn't count as an event, because I, I'm trying to, and I, I, I get Adrian's help in, in the future, we'll sit down someday over a coffee when all this COVID is over. I'd love to sit down and get Mickey's record on EWRC rise, because it, it's miles off, like it does a, a phenomenal oh, yeah. event. Um, I think I counted up at, at, at a rough guess. I think there's 14 victories I found at a glance missing out of it. And oh, that was, yeah, that was a huge amount. I know the year we did over 30 events, the particular year is, is only shown about four. So I wouldn't right. mind getting it just to have the record book straight. Um, mm. Oh, for, for us all. And mine. It'd be nice to get yeah. it right. Um, but of course, with, with no online results back then, it's not easy to contact each club individually. And there's a bit of time involved. But uh, yeah, that was, that was the one and only time I did. Actually, uh, I might have done that afterwards again with somebody else. Yeah, so that was my maiden Galloway Hills rally. Uh, interesting to say the least. So it was the first time I did all of the rally about the first stage. I don't think there's too <laughs> many of that as a claim to fame. So I didn't oh. start. Actually, yeah, I did the rally, but I never started it and I never finished it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you were going to jump in there. Work away. Oh, do any of you remember, or can you remember, what, what was it 94 or 95 that Mickey entrusted the legacy to Huey to do Carlo? It was, was 95. Sean Irish sat with him, and they lost Sean. the wheel. They, 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 was Mickey standing on the side of the road, and the wheel came down the road ahead of him, and the strut... <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was on, it was on the Gary, it was on the Gary Hill stage, I think, over where... It was 90, 94, I think. Were they, oh, doing, like the they were doing the rally? They were doing the rally. I knew they were doing it. I was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember that Mickey was standing on the side of the ditch and, and, and the wheel and the strut came down the road. 
and the, and the, I think it was in it was on the Gary Hill stage near near where Murphy used to live. Down the, it was down the narrow laneway. But I yeah. think it was on the first or second stage. They got no distance. Yeah, they, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. I remember. I remember, I remember that Sean Walsh. Sean Walsh was sitting with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I remember, like Sean, Sean commented. He says there wasn't any point in calling any notes. He wasn't listening. That's <laughs> 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 what he said. Uh, oh, I forgot that. Uh, yeah. No, because I, I, I have a picture of the car uh, as uh, Kevin mentioned earlier. The uh, Norney Village. We say with with a bit of damage. Wasn't that Norney Village? I, but yeah. I think that was a, that was a later year in Carlow. That, was that wasn't ninety five. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm just I, I think you had that. a bit of damage at that corner as well. Had you? We hit. No? It was a bridge. We, we, we hit the bridge. Myself, Mick Fogarty, and Mickey and Anthony hit it as well. Tom Holden yeah. hit it. There was there was a load of load of cars hit the bridge. Yeah. It was yeah. It was the stage outside Old Lachlan. That's yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's we, we have we have we have identical damage as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you hit it in all Auckland, was it? I know the bridge you're talking about. It's yeah. It's actually on Jared McCarran's video. The the next junction from it. If it is all yeah. Auckland, I know the exact bridge because I'm not joking. From the home place, I'd say a ten a ten minute walk. The way I am at the moment, are probably fifteen or twenty. But for an hour yeah, person, yeah. it's probably a ten minute walk. Uh, it's that close, yeah. so I know the bridge, yeah. and it's caught out many people actually down through the years. In fairness, yeah. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, so that's that's where that cosmetic, <laughs> they weren't cosmetic, maybe damage came from. But yeah. that is definitely Nurney Village as well. Again, not yeah. a million miles away from yeah. from from the home place. But uh, that's 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 nineteen ninety five. Yeah. 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 So put. As far as I'm aware, and I've never seen it, I've only been told it, but the shell of that car is in Cork, being restored. That's oh, right. it is. Yeah. Aidan Long has it. I, I was actually talking to Aidan over the last couple of weeks. Um, he, he, he's actually pushing to, to get it completed. He's, hope, he's hoping to do the Killarney Historic Rally in the car. If wow. we see it, Killarney kind of has, I think, a provisional date in September. Yes. Uh, or something like that. And that's, that's his goal at the minute. It, like wow. it's back. We, yeah. Oh, you'd want, you'd want to see it. Like now it's still at the minute. It, it's not, uh, decorated or anything like that, but it, it looks in pristine condition. Yeah, it, I, it, it's, I would have thought he would have had terrible difficulty locating parts to get it back together. He, he did. That was actually, like, he's had the car for a couple of years and he kept waiting to get the correct parts for it, like, yeah. like what you're saying. Uh, like, he, he was getting Group A parts from around the world. Like, it, it, it's actually a very famous car that I, I don't think we realised at the time, uh, we say, the history with that shell. Like, because Aidan went back, like, he has records from ProDrive when he went to buy it. He, he wanted to find out the history. Like, that's actually the very first car that Subaru rallied in the World Rally Championship in 1990 in Acropolis. Marco Allen drove the car. And, uh, it, I think he retired on that event for, uh, with, with, with an engine problem. And the car was used then for the rest of the 1990, we say, for Marco for a test vehicle. 
where they were trying stuff on it to throw it on that, but he had another shell for rallying. It was used for recce in a couple of times as well. And then when Colin McRae joined Pro Drive in 91 for the British Championship, that was the first car that he sat into. It actually was sitting with different registration plates for for the uh, 91 season with Colin because it was G87VUD was the reg. But um, Aidan's records show that it was the same car. Like Colin won the circuit in it in 91. Uh, and like as far as I'm aware, Michael never knew any of that history. No, I, did, like, I never knew it either, yeah. That's new. Yeah. So G87 VUD, a model which I'm at home actually, I think. So that was actually the same car. Yeah. It was the same chassis. Yeah, it was the same chassis. Like, obviously, the plates would be easily changed. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of plate changing back then. Yeah, but like all, all their all their records prove, I think it was chassis number 103, they said, uh, but they showed all the events that it done. Um, we say, and then obviously after. Colin used the car, then it was uh, Eddie Torrens got it uh, at the end of he he had it for 92 and I think, I think Tor- Torrens was, was one of the first privateers, I think he had his before Fisher yes, oh, yeah he was yeah. in he was in yeah, he, yeah, I think he got his around the same time as McKinstry yeah, that's mm. right I, I, yeah. I have a very funny feeling that Eddie might have done uh, an event at the end of 91 in that car. Uh, just now that you mentioned that, like mm-hmm. obviously Kenny Kenny landed at Galway um, with the Caliber uh, car, H7 Cal. Mm. But uh, that, that was it. So that, that car like is all, almost there. Like it's, it's had a full engine rebuild um, with all the sporty. A new loom made up, all the bodywork repaired, and it's it's been painted back in the original uh, Subaru World Championship colours, the the white and pink and green. Oh, the Auto Technica. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's mad. So, so literally, it, like the the mm. legacy lives on in more ways than one. Like you know, pardon, oh, to, yeah. pardon the pun. It's it, but it's great. It's oh. fantastic to hear that. Like, I wonder, I wonder what range number he's going to use. He going to use the G7 oh. or G184? No, no, no. G184 AGO oh, is staying on it. Yeah. Because, wow. like, that was obviously, that was the reg that they ran it on in uh, the Acropolis. Yes, um, I have a model of the Acropolis with Matt Rowland driving it and the G187. I picked it up in eBay there years ago. Um, all right. Model, yeah, that model is out there. It's hard enough to get, but it does appear from time to time. Very good. So, like, mm. yeah, you know, we've we've got we've got through a hell of a lot, lads. But there is a couple of more that we can't, we really can't live out. Or leave out. Uh, we we mentioned one of those briefly, and that was um, Pod. You were on Gravel Crew too, you with Charlie Donnelly, oh, and uh, the, the boys were expect the boys, the Anthony, Anthony, and Nicky were expecting, uh, you know, solid regular information, and it wasn't forthcoming. I believe. Well, it was forthcoming yeah. at lunchtime, and then they disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> that was the yeah ninety six circuit. It started. Uh, it came down to Dublin. Sally Gap didn't run. They came over to a tie. The last stage on the f- Good Friday, 
was in a tie. And there was a service in Limerick afterwards and a road section, or service in Portlaoise afterwards and then a road section to, to Limerick. We were waiting at the end of the tie stage and word came through on the radio that there was a problem with the car. And Sam and Gary Brown then had, it was, I think, if memory, it was, to, it was a, a gasket on the, the manifold gasket or gasket on the turbo. They didn't have one in the van. It was up in Van Bridge. So what were they going to do? Good Friday evening. And next thing, Sam says, well, he buys, he says, you may go to Fatty. That's what they used to call Kenny. You may go to Fatty, he says, and <laughs> get him to break it down. So, we had no mobile phones, no nothing. There was actually there was a mobile, there was a phone in in the car. It was a twin cam, front wheel drive twin cam Corolla, and so we headed for Dublin up the road. We met Kenny in between Newry and Bambridge. Got the part, turned around. This could have been maybe nine, half nine, Good Friday night. Everyone else was in Limerick, all in Anthony's house, being fed and watered. We shot down to RD and cross country into Mullingar into Tullamore, and I would have known the I would have known the road from there on. And fairly breakneck speed now, coming out of Ross Gray, heading for Nina. Next thing, the blue lights. Uh, Charlie was clocked. It was about one hundred and thirty-two miles an hour. A good Friday night around eleven o'clock. <laughs> uh, we had to stop the guards. Hauled him out of the car, arrested him back into the station in Ross Gray. I followed him back in, in the twin camp. I rang Mickey and he just laughed down the phone. He just, that's just, <laughs> this could have been now, I'd say pushing for 11, half 11 at night. I remember ringing Mick Fogarty and he came up to the Garda station and said that we'd gather up a few pounds if we had to get him out of the, to bail him out. But, no, he's gone in the road and into the station. They brought him in and we were waiting outside. The two boys came out and hopped in their car and they headed off for another speed trap. And the guard that came out, he was a famous supporter at the time, Joe Hayes, stuck his head out the door, looked up and down the street. He says, which way did them lads go? And I said, it went out the borough. He says, right. He says, what way are you going? We said, Nina. He says, off with you. <laughs> up the road <laughs> left them out straight away but yeah, so I think we didn't get to them we didn't get past eating I think it could have been one or half one in the morning but Jesus for the next two days the boys on the radio just played hell just played on again played hell it was that there was time to laugh there in the middle of it all it wasn't you know he was like he was he didn't say his gobshakes, what you have to do, and he just not at all. He just laughed. Yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't his problem as such. <laughs> 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 he just, yeah, yeah, he was he was he was in he was in his bed like yeah. But yeah. oh, stop it! The, the slacking that went on for two or three days after that, now was yeah, but, fairly yeah. hectic. And he mm, did grab yeah. a lot himself too, um, as you were kind of saying he, briefly earlier. He did. And he done. He, he done it from McKinstry as well, I think. So yeah. And he, the year he won the championship in ninety four, and he and yep. he Mickey Dunham himself would say with as Anthony said with Nissan back in ninety four yep. as well, and Mac Mackin and 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 Alistair McRae were driving the the Sunnies. Yeah. So like he was, yeah, he was, he was. 
he was well in the game as a finishes. So lads, just in, in conclusion then, Podge, I'll I'll come to you first, um, just to wrap up, like uh Mickey Farrell the man and Mickey Farrell the competitor. Mickey Farrell the man, uh very humble, unassuming. Um the esteem that he's held in all these years later, you know, is is, is just I think sums it up really, you know. For for what he was, you know, he always had he had always had time for the club man, for the man down the field. He didn't, you know, he was there was no airs or graces about him, you know. Mickey Farrell, the competitor, well, like his record speaks for itself, really, you know. It's you know when he when he got into good machinery, we say the Sierra Cosworth, the legacy, like he was, you know, he was he was always at the sharp end, you know. Anthony. I suppose the first thing we'd say is that, you know, the friends you meet and the friends we met, they were friends that we kept for life. I I, um, I got friendly with his, which were kids back then, Emmett and Kelvin. And as I said, I, I met Kelvin only recently. And it was so nice. It was like, you know, time stood still and was picked up where we left off. Uh, and I've met Breeder a few times. And, I think they're friendships that stay for life, which is a which is a good testament. Um, as I said, yeah, that Mickey, the the competitor, was was ruthless. There was only one one goal, try and win, and, and which was great. Um, I stayed in his house many of the time, um, so I would have got to know the family um, quite well. I would have got to know his parents, and as Hodge said, humble people, unassuming people. And yeah, just they were, we just got to be good friends. Now I, I suppose that was like a, everything, and I, I, I'm guilty of this certainly through the passage of time. You sometimes you don't meet people as often as you'd like to. It's not a part of the world we would regularly visit. Something. Um, but yeah, it's it's and, and I suppose a testament to the esteem in which he was held. The fact that yourself, Kevin, on the Irish Rally podcast took the time to do this and and. What we have done tonight is another memory that will be there long after we've, we've moved on. Um, and I see every year of his anniversary, there's loads of, you know, Facebook. Is, there was no Facebook there. But every year on his anniversary, there is pictures and well wishes and memories and all sorts uh, that, that get shown and broadcast. And, you know, they're, they're lovely. Um, I think a, a day, certainly for Adrian and I and, and Dora, the, the breed and uh, the lads. I think the day we see the car out again, I think will be. That will give us a. That will be the day. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just having a think on it. I, I think I'll do a lot of reflecting that day. That will be. Exactly. I think it will be a sore day for me. I'll. It's a car yep. I'm going to have to, if, if, if I realize it's coming or appearing, I think I'd like to go see it the week before. Just to, I think it's yep. the kind of thing you'd, you'd like to spend five minutes alone with it, if, if you could understand when I come <laughs> up with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That, that's going to be a big day for any of us that have been around um, and seeing Mickey progress to the heights that he did. The car will be the memory because obviously the last day we saw the car was leading 
on his final journey. Uh, I think Charlie Donnelly drove it that day. And that was the last time I ever saw the car. Uh, mm. So, you know, the uh, the car will bring back a lot of good memories, sad memories. It'll, 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 it'll reignite a lot. Um, yeah. It will still be nice to see it, of course, and, <clears throat> and, and uh, admire it again. For, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, you know, all good, all good memories, I must say. Um, yeah. Last, last lifetime. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's great and great to have them and great that you're so close to you're all so close to them that you're able to have these memories because so many people weren't lucky enough probably you know to, to know them on a personal level or whatever you guys were and although you had a lot of great friends obviously you know you guys were as close as nearly as, as it would get like you know you knew the man as well so like it's it's a great it's a great honor so adrian again you know the competitor mickey farrell <coughs> the competitor and and mickey farrell the man then just to, to sum it up well, yeah, like, obviously, we say for myself, like, as, as I said at the beginning, like, I watched him through all the different sort of steps in his motorsport, we say, like, and, like, he's a chap that we say I've known all my life. If you had told me, we say, when we were in our late teens, that he was going to be a national rally champion. Uh, within 15 years or something like that. I don't know whether I'd have believed it, like, because he was, um, just, he, 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 he was, how, how, how would you best put it? He, he was very full of life and he didn't seem to have the focus or anything like that at the early stage. But as soon as he started rallying, there was a totally different side of him came out and he got a lot more he got a lot more organized where he he was running his own team. It wasn't just a car and going to do a rally, but he had the, he had the people around him, which you've kind of referred to, but like he started out with a very small crew with, with the lads in RD, uh, helping him out. But as a compared to her, like that grew to, we say for when, when he got to the stage where he was into, into the Sierra, and himself and Anthony they forged like a very successful partnership. Like we knew he was going places that year. There, there was no doubt about it. Like because he just gelled with the car, he gelled with Anthony, and and you knew it was going to be right. If you, if you know what I mean. Um, and like obviously at the end of the year that got him onto the rallies committee, uh, like that, which was a different side to the sport that he threw himself into. And like that was a very hidden side. Where he, he would have been involved with other clubs, uh, where he was keeping up to date with what, whatever was happening in the area, like that. Obviously, to see him crowned national champion, um, like that day just was unreal. When you think of all the hardship that they had through the day to, to see it at the end of the day, like I remember sitting on the steps of the Marine Hotel, uh, that evening with him and he says like how did this happen he, he, he said is what he said to me like that evening he says like i still i still can't believe that we could do it but it, it, it was the people that he had around him he, he brought out the best in them i think and it it uh it it helped him to get to where he was but then obviously as a person like 
having known him over all that time as well, like I saw him through like the ups and the downs and all of that. Um, like a very humble man. He was a very helpful man behind the scenes. Like if, if any, if he could help anyone in any way, he all, he always tried his best like that and didn't want to be seen to do it. It wasn't that he was looking for praise for it or anything like that. He he was always somebody that you could turn to, like at different times. Like I would ask him for advice, like in in a very short space of time. Like he became a real close confidant, and you'd be asking just simple little things like that, and he'd have the the best answer for you. Like it's just it's very very hard to put into words, uh, how good of a person he was. And I think you've all put it very, very well, lads. And again, I thank you so much for your time and also obliging. And again, I think it just goes to show the esteem that the man has held in, like, in a space of hours. Like, we, we were able to get you guys who were more than willing to just come and do this. And just from my point of view, when I seen that I was 25 years and Adrian, you had tweeted, I said, right, you got to do something here. And I'm just so happy and so grateful to all of you and above all to the family for for letting us go ahead and do this and i'm just delighted that we've got to do it and as anthony said it's nice for for people to be able to look at in years to come that we did mark this and i think it would be a little bit sad if we didn't to be honest with you considering how high the man was held so look again thanks lads and i think there's no better place to end this by by playing the iconic video by Jared mccarran mickey farrell of course simply the best
A big round of applause for the 1994 Bard National Rally Champions, Mickey Farrell from our dear County Loud, and his County Limerick co-driver, Anthony Lester. Now, that's a good camera work. Well, the right behind you, sir.